Listen, I told him, I told him, yeah, I really like you, man, but I'm not paying thirty dollars for a churro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, didn't see you there. Uh, welcome to What You Thinking About, uh, where we uh, discuss and talk about the world's most impervious questions. Now, Ray, today, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, today, we're talking about business to consumer marketing and how it, you know, affects businesses and consumers and the relationship between the two. Uh, Ah, yes. Last time we talked about business to business marketing. Yes, we did. Which didn't fare out too well, but I think this time we can smooth out the rockiness with uh, business to consumer because, frankly, I think it's more relatable to us personally because we're all consumers. We are consumers. So, uh, Ray, what specifically, um, what items specifically do you consume very often? Uh, sometimes I get often are like different kind of energy drinks and pre-workouts. Uh, I got a lot of different kinds. I drink a lot of like Bane and Rain and... G Fuel? Uh, a little bit. We're bringing it back from the first podcast. We're bringing G Fuel all the way back to number three. Right, yeah. Tell me a little bit something about, uh, G Fuel. It's similar to, like different kind of pre-workouts and whatnot. It's like, uh... Created by PewDiePie. But, well, it's PewDiePie's sponsors, G Fuel. He's like one of their sponsors, but Alan uh, he's he the cre- sponsor. Yeah, yes, Alan, yes. Alan, he created it. He's not the creator of G Fuel, but he sponsors a real heavy. So, uh, what does G Fuel specifically target? What demographic do they target specifically? Um, predominantly, like, younger people, you know, not like super young, but gamers. You know, teenagers, gamers, gamer girls. Uh, gamer guys, sure. Uh, yeah, just like different people like that. It uh, also has those are the people they market to. It's just kind of like an energy drink that you know people will use. Um, and this is this is uh, business to consumer marketing because demographic is uh, is one of the primary segments of um, business to consumer yeah. marketing in the first place. Mm-hmm. And another would be would be uh, geographic. Would you happen to know what geographically? G Fuel targets? I mean, it's definitely an American product. Uh, I don't think there's any specific geographic. No, I'm sure you can sure you can get it in a lot of places, but like it's it's very would you say it's very popular in the United States? Yeah, I think in the United States probably one of the more popular countries it's in. Um, like they have, you know, websites and they it's kinda like a I think I think it's like a worldwide brand and they'll kind of you know sell it to So they globalized. I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. So for me personally, one of my favorite items to consume is a um, is a Shakespearean play. Okay. From Barnes and Nobles. All right. Now, I indulge in these because I happen to like um, plays from that area era, not specifically from Shakespeare, but he does he does some great work. Yeah, real progressive of you. Thank you. One of my favorite works is uh, Cymbeline. It's a, uh, it's a romantic play. Okay. I'm very sure you would enjoy that, right? Um, but it's, I think the demographic of, of Shakespearean novels would be generally not somebody my age because not a lot of people uh, enjoy Shakespeare. I'm sure that you three aren't big fans of Shakespeare. I don't really nope. read a lot of Shakespeare. Yeah. I don't like them. So, based on demographic-wise, I would think that, um... So, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the main demographic for a Shakespearean novel that I indulge myself in would be maybe a, a high school English teacher. You know, you read, you read Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet. They love that stuff. I love it, too. Um, now, geographically, where would, 
where would you think uh, geographically a Shakespearean novel would be most consumed, most often consumed? I think Europe. Europe, yeah, it seems Probably. like, because he was uh, very active in, in Great Britain during, uh, uh, the, uh, I believe, the 1500s, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, um, not in America, I feel, in, in the United States, the Americas, I'm not sure it's very favored. Um, because it's not. Or not as favored. Advertised or targeted. Well, I don't think it's advertised anywhere. It's just that... It's just that Europe, Europe is very, um, it's very old. It's very old-fashioned. It's very, uh, the infrastructure is very old. Everything's very old style. I've been to Europe repeatedly. It's very, you know, very classic like that from long ago. And I feel like geographically, I guess that would be most suitable for a Shakespearean novel. So what you're saying is that they have different things marketed to them based off of how they live and how they... Yeah, their, their lifestyle. I was going to get into that um, psychographically, their lifestyle. You know, they live amongst all that, all the, um, the old style, the old style buildings there. Mm-hmm. You know, Portugal has a, Portugal is very beautiful. You get on the coast of Portugal, smells delightful, very salty. You know, you get all that warm air coming from the, from the Atlantic Ocean there. It's not musty? No, it's more salty. Okay. So, based on self-value, a Shakespearean novel to me, that's marketed to me, um, I think in terms of self-value that I personally receive a lot of value from, from a novel, not just a Shakespearean novel, but from a novel from this era, a play from this era, because it has, um, has a lot of, what's the word, it has a lot of meaning to the... Uh, to the words in the play, I'm not sure how to. Right. Yeah. I don't mean. It's very. It's very in depth. It has a lot of. Sometimes, depending on on your situation, you can have close relations to yourself, and that's where I, where I really, um, am close. I I value it per, to me personally, yeah. based on certain experiences, and and uh, in terms of convenience, uh, based on benefits, um, it is. They are. There's a lot of them in the local Barnes and Nobles, which they, they, um, they have to consume by Shakespearean lovers, yep. um, such as myself, and behavioral-wise, loyalty. Loyalty is a big one, and I know loyalty works for a lot of, is, is huge for a lot of, a lot of companies, wouldn't you say? Yeah. What's, what's a company that, that you are loyal to? Lay's. Okay. Lay's chips. Lay's chips. Yep. Oh, you have the classic. You have the classic. That geographically, geographically, flavors depend on where your location is. Right, and that is where we get into the the breadth and depth of Lay's chips, because you have the typical Lay's, but you have an assortment of flavors following it. Mm-hmm. Chicken and waffles. I tried that one that one time. I was over overseas somewhere, don't know where. That's an actual flavor. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird flavors like that because they they like there's what like they do. Flavor. It, this is business con- to consumer, so what they do is based on uh, I guess from regionally, which is the geographic aspect of the regionally where you're from and the flavors you're, you most commonly associate with. That's what they uh, refer to when producing the chips mm. for you to consume. Yep. 
Because I used to be a uh, big consumer of sour cream and onion. Ooh. But... That's literally repulsive. It's <laughs> <Just laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with it? Sour cream and onion? Yeah, they used to mean that. I don't eat chips anymore, but that uh, used to be... Um, it provided a benefit for me. Um, you know, it was very convenient. It, uh, in terms of self-value and self-concept, I really enjoyed the combination of sour cream and onions inside a chip. Yeah, I, uh, those are good, that's a good flavor. I also like barbecue, um, salt and vinegar is a good one too. Salt and vinegar is, uh, I'm a little iffy on that one. Personally, but, salt and vinegar is my favorite, but you can only eat a certain amount of them. Right. Before. Now in terms, in terms of demographically, where are we looking at for, well, for chips? Well, um, I mean, you kind of see like geographically... Some of the chip flavors are unique in certain places. Like I'm right. looking right now, and I've got like a curry flavored Lay's potato chip in India, masala flavor, mint flavor. Yeah, because they're like, they're targeting based on you know the yeah. flavors that you most associate with, depending with on where culture. you are. So geographically, they're very large. They're very globalized, very expansive, mm-hmm. targeting uh, you know from what because you said the salt and vinegar, sour and cream chips may not be desirable in some of these countries because. I mean, it could be because that could be like a special flavor for them, but that's not, you know. It's right, because I think I think here that. would be, here a um, a big flavor would be a uh, one of them barbecue. Yeah, yeah because barbecue. I mean, when you're looking for chips, you're looking for like a comfortable flavor that you're used to. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to do. Barbecues are big in the United States. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to do in other countries too. Uh yeah, they also have, I guess. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Philly cheesesteak flavor, mm. uh, pizza, Amen. hot chicken, a lot of different flavors. Now, where are we thinking about Lay's chips demographically, though? Well, obviously, they're a global product. Yeah. No. So yeah, they probably have they probably have a huge variety of of um, of uh, demographics they would target. I don't think it's like I think it's it's not necessarily a decision between men and women. I think it's more like. Uh, there's location. other location location yeah. yeah but personally i think that demographically it's it's also based on uh slightly and you know you don't you don't too often see a 70 year old uh eating lays chips potentially because of uh you know they had chips have high sodium counts and maybe that so i guess that demographically if you were somebody that is affected by sodium to, you're more inclined to eat them when you're younger Right, yeah, so if you, because if you're older and you have, you have sodium issues and, and whatnot and cholesterol, mm-hmm. high cholesterol and all that, then you don't necessarily want to consume Lay's chips. Yeah. Because they're high in all those counts. So I guess demographically it would be um, majority for people, for younger, healthier people that don't have to really worry about any of those issues. Mm-hmm. Psychographically, lifestyle, the lifestyle of consuming a uh, Lay's chip it's kind of like the everyday snack, I guess. Yeah. But then a specific example could be... I think that would be more convenience, though, because if it was an everyday, yeah. then it would be more beneficial because, like, at a convenience mm-hmm. store, you can easily buy something like that because yeah. it's always present and they have an assortment of flavors already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, piles of it. And yeah. economically, um, very cheap relative to... Yeah. Lay's, I think, is just a very broad example of it because it's... It's able to fit in so many different demographics. 
And then, of course, if you're, if you're loyal to it, yeah. if you're loyal to the, the brand, then, of course, you would, it's targeted towards you. It's tar- yeah. targeted, wants pro- I'm sure, would want to maintain its loyalty, as, as many companies do, and they maintain their loyalty. But one way, I would assume, by uh, expanding their, their flavor, mm-hmm. uh, the, the types of chips they have. Yeah. And some people might buy Lay's potato chips over a generic brand or a different brand, specifically because... Because it's, it's a Lay's potato right. chip, and right? It's, it's, it's very well known, and they, yeah. that's they advertise and stuff, and that's how they become more well known. And they target more people because I've mm-hmm. seen Lay's advertisements on TV before, and advertising is a great way to uh, to target consumers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean they've got you know Super Bowl type stuff. You know they advertise you know like a party snack, yeah, them, yeah. them yeah, and Pepsi too. Pepsi is big on that yeah, kind Pepsi of stuff. I'm you right now, you can go to Hanford, you can get. Two bags for three dollars. Lay's chips. Yeah, exactly. So they also got probably similar to um, soda. They also mm-hmm. have, like the big like the the party style bags. The party style bags, yeah. all different flavors. Now, in terms of breadth and depth, you know, uh, they have they have all those flavors. You know, they have the standard generic chip, but they have all those flavors. So right. we're talking the depth of that particular mm-hmm. chip. But then you have uh, you have a um, a variety in terms of breadth. Because they have they have like those poppable ones. I like the poppable ones. And they but have they, a, they only have a, a certain number of flavors with them though. Yeah. Right. They they they're not very expensive not, with depth on up that. They're not there yet though. But mm-hmm. are there any other um, like breath wise, um, types of Lay's chips? Because I know there's that, and then there's the standard one with all the flavors. Right. I, I, mean, I don't they have like kettle cooked chips like they kind of have a broad oh they have to, they have so they have a very yeah. broad you know so they target a lot more people because they have um mm-hmm. they have like a different style so if you're like into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then you're able to consume that like one of the poppable ones i guess it's a little bit more convenient because you bite into the chip and uh a large one like that it's gonna be uh, all yeah. be a little mess a little right. mess you're gonna have right a little mess a little mm-hmm. mess okay now that we uh, now that we have that out of the way, how about we talk about a little bit of branding? Yes, branding. Um, one key brand uh, branding techniques that a company uses is Amazon. Yes, yes, Amazon uses. Very, they have a their logo is a. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's very simplistic well and it's very simplistic, but it's very well known. If we were talking about branding in the sense of a logo or or something like that, yeah. It's very well known because you see that you see that smiley face looking thing. You already know, yeah, that's Amazon. Yeah, right. it's used on waking up, long weekend. You know, you get that package Monday morning. See that Amazon smile face. You know it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> yeah, they uh, use the logo on their their packaging and their website and their marketing and whatnot. And uh, but their packaging, not real good. How about we talk about something with. How right? Tell me something with your favorite packaging. Uh well, one of my like your top notch. I guess top most notch delicious, packaging. most uh, juicy packaging. Yeah. Um, I, my best packaging, I guess, experience was uh when I get like uh Beats headphones. You know why is that? Uh, it's kind of like a clean presentation with the box and. Uh, the accessories you get with it and how they're kind of packaged and the case. And, and it's also that. a fact that you would be appreciative because it's very expensive. Yeah, I guess so. 
because usually like if i got something really expensive like mm-hmm. uh very expensive um cologne then mm-hmm. i would i would uh, I'd, i actually have a box of burberry where mm-hmm. my cologne had once belonged because and i put pens in there i just think it's such a beautiful thing that i was able to afford something so expensive and right. now i have it and it makes me even if it wasn't a very good looking packaging in the first place i would want to keep it just because of the brand name because yeah exactly right. personally for me one of the favorite like packaging things it's when you get a new iphone or something like that yeah. when you mm-hmm. slide that box off it's so smooth uh, i don't get iphones though you are better than us or something it comes yeah with the <laughs> headphones and everything. they stop doing that i know for the it's just like, gonna be the phone for the new really? One. I just what? got a charger. No you just block, did? No anything, yeah. Had none of that stuff in there? Yeah, I don't uh, know why they Just uh, trying to make more money on us. <laughs> well, you know what? I think I prefer uh, Androids. So I personally prefer uh, the fruits of Android phones. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Uh, why? Because, um, frankly, I believe they are virtually indestructible. And I have remained loyal on that basis because I've dropped it several times and not a scratch, Ray, not one scratch. That's why I'm really loyal to it. And, and in terms of branding, you know, uh, for brand equity, brand loyalty is a huge, is a key concept of that. Mm-hmm. And just like y'all are are very loyal to Apple, why is that? Uh, it kind of happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. Why does it happen? Put on, the next thing you know, you're stuck in this loop buying all of their new products that are supposed to improve mm-hmm. everything. I think it's just the yeah. But see, they they do have they have very very beautiful phones. But mm-hmm. I did have one in the past, and uh, I dropped it, and it broke. And then I made my big switch to the indestructible Android phones. Yeah, I think that kind of just shows it though. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that phone is like better, but with the marketing of Apple, more people buy those phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Apple definitely has too. way better, mm-hmm. better marketing right. and, and to consumers because they have uh, their very well-known logo, mm-hmm. just the right. Apple little bite in it. Mm. Yeah. They're also yeah. releasing products on a yearly yeah, basis. They, you know? they just yeah. keep they just keep going with that. And then you get the Google Plus, you Google, the Google Pixel the like every every three like years, something like that. Yeah. And I feel like with like brand loyalty, Apple's a clear example of like how consumers are, you know, less sensitive to pricing. Because I mean, I think within the last few years, phones have been more expensive right. lately because they were like six hundred, seven hundred. Right, now and it can be yeah. like a thousand, but yeah. people just kind of. And that's true because because yeah, it, it in terms of like a- Apple and, and and Android, uh, you know when I when I switched over, price wasn't really a factor. It was just the durability yeah. of it. So so the fact that Cause I'm not really sensitive to it. Android phones can be expensive too, and they have their own loyalty with their own customers. So yeah, I know. Um, I thought the the phone iPhones were like over a thousand bucks at one point, but the new ones they kind of dropped down. I know mine was like mm-hmm. mine was, mine was a thousand when I got it. Was mine was like yeah, six hundred? Mine was new, so yeah, they definitely dropped it for a little bit. Yeah, and I mean they really they market, but marketing isn't really too big of a worry just because they already have their customers. Right. So 
and then when, when they're when they're marketing to consumers some of them tend to use trademarks and all mm-hmm. of that sort to prevent other people from replicating that product because they want themselves to be very unique mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if apple really did anything with that because did they what do you mean, like trademarks? Like, like tra- or? trademarks or anything like that, where, where they, or patenting yeah. and stuff like I'm that? I'm sure there's been stuff here. I'm sure there's, they've done oh, stuff, man. but I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just to like, because what, what would be the difference, you know, between your Android mm-hmm. and our iPhones? Right. You know? Durability. Right. Hey, mine still works. And and for you, camera quality, I guess, is the, is the big yeah. thing for, <laughs> for you, because mine's horrible, but I just deal, that's one thing I can deal with. Uh, so I remain pretty right. much up to just consumer preference at that point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that is all done by businesses creating loyalty to consumers. Right. Very cleverly. Now, other forms of branding pertaining to uh, business to a customer, mm-hmm. a character, okay. uh, the Tootsie Pop Apple. Yeah, no, like different kind of like they have some mascots or brands. Um, the the mighty tiger from that that one cereal, the uh, Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. Uh, McDonald's had like that whole crew. My guy. They got the clown. My guy Ronald. Yeah, here. And that one Hamburglar guy. Yeah, like the flick. There was like wasn't like a purple blob. Yeah, that's the Hamburglar, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know why they would like name something like trying to steal their products, but. Yeah. But um, but then we also have uh, another form would be, uh, slogans. Slogans help too. Uh, just do it for Nike. Is a common one. I'm loving it for McDonald's. I'm loving it. That's a good one. The other common not uh slogans that they put on like commercials and things like that at the end. Mm-hmm. And then we got, of course, we have our favorite jingles. Jingles. I don't really know a whole lot of jingles, but uh. Heavy hitters do it again. Call one eight hundred law ten ten. Yeah. Like that, yeah. But I mean, um, see, that's literally the phone number. So, like, it causes, you know, brand association. Right. right. And it keeps that, like, in people's heads. Yeah. Like, when they yeah, think about the product. Or it's because of, like, like uh, other, like, associations. When you see, like, a Band-Aid in particular, then when you see any type of Band-Aid, you probably call it a Band-Aid because you're so familiar with say, that certain company with that product. Right, and then of course they have advertising too. They have advertising on TV to try to like sway, sway customers into purchasing their their um, their mm-hmm. products. Like uh, Coca Cola does in movie theaters all the time. You just got that refreshing drink on screen. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No. Just establishing loyalty and protecting from other competition. Yeah, yeah, they facilitate that purchasing. You know, they get they establish that loyalty. They have the and then like I said, they have the the trademarks and patents and stuff to protect from other from other businesses competition mm-hmm. and, uh, and then they impact the market value of course because that's how the, because through those things that's how they they get their customers in the first place from um, so yeah from that from all the segment from all the segments from like demographics and stuff like that they use that all the branding the packaging all that good stuff yeah that's how they so they get them customers and I mean I, I think the biggest thing is probably loyalty because it's kind of like one of those things where brands once they get that customer loyalty, they can kind of, they still, you know, will market, but they'll sit back, you know what I mean? And they just kind of have those long-time customers that... Right, right. Yeah, like, like myself, I don't think I find myself buying an Apple ever again. So mm-hmm. I'm just solely loyal to Android. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, for you, yeah, they don't really have to market that hard for you. 
because you're... They, they, already, they already got me on the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the Apple people. All that good stuff. Yeah, so I think that kind of wraps it up for uh, this podcast episode. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this amazing podcast. This, uh, um, you know, thank you for showing so much love, so much support. We couldn't do this without you guys. Uh, yeah. We hope you know more now about business to consumer marketing and how it affects we had all, people. We had all this in-depth talk. We hope you picked something up um, along this uh, magical journey. Yeah. And, uh, did we mention this was the series finale? We did not mention that, but now we are that. You probably will never be hearing from us again. Wrapping up after episode three. That's all we got. So we hope... We hope you all have a beautiful yeah. day. What you thinking about? This is what you thinking. What you this thinking has about? Been. This, this has been. this has you're right. This has been what you thinking about. We've um, been thinking about a lot, but it's time to stop. We've been thinking a lot. We've been, <laughs> we we've been thinking about we've been thinking about uh, Utica Zoo. We've been thinking about that dirty sea water though. But I think it's time for us to say goodbye and sign off forever. Goodbye, I love you all. <laughs>